What's up, everybody? We're back with another episode of The Force Sensitive. It's been a while since we've had the opportunity to do so, and luckily I'm not sick. That was the kind of fear of canceling today, and it's a short man show. Um, I don't have a co-host today. I only have a guest who happens to be my co-host regularly. I have Gort with us today to tell his story. Hey, good morning, and happy to be here. Good. So I mean, we're, so I'll tell you uh, to be open and free to the listeners. We might this might be get a little choppy at some point. We both have our Walmart.com uh, pages open up, waiting for that exclusive Black Series stuff to drop, and we might have to pause the show and get our orders situated, and then get back to the show. But you know the vibes. So Gort, what's your earliest memory of Star Wars? So my earliest memory of Star Wars. Um, my father had a copy of the uh, VHS, and this is this is the original, mm-hmm. and just kind of catching scenes on TV, you know, it, it would have probably went over my head as to what he was watching, like I wasn't asking questions, like, you know, it could be two or three, but I remember very vividly, like, the Jawas in the desert, R2-D2, um, you know, seeing, seeing the ships, but uh, Obi-Wan and... Uh, Darth Vader having their, you know, well, for us, their first lightsaber duel on on the Death Star. Like, I really remember that. And then seeing him just disappear, getting stepped on, like, that's what I remember. Like, what is this? You know what's funny is uh, my dad was, like, heavy into that scene. Like, loved it. Uh, like, a lot of times... Like if I came in the house and I like uh I like th- you know threw my jacket off to like run upstairs or whatever, like he would yell up to me like we had like a like a split four year uh, townhouse and he would yell up to me like hey and I'd look down and then he would like take his foot and like tap the the coat on the floor like <laughs> you, you know and like 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 but he was he was doing an odd and I mean an ode to that but uh then I'd have to go down and and you know clean up my stuff but like he was into that scene heavy. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a real it's a real strange thing. Like I don't, I can't think of anything else immediately like that from a movie where someone just disappears. Yeah, I mean, like, did he think he was going to be under the fucking coat? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's obviously lying flat on the ground. And what's cool about that in in the long run of the series is perhaps the Sith's unawareness of what just happened there. That's true. That that shock, like what? <laughs> That's true, because they would have no idea of, like, joining the Force. Yeah. He's got to make sure that the guy didn't just pull a Sue Storm instead. Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that. <laughs> huh. And so a- after after catching that, and, and it's hard to say when I had seen that movie in full. Like, I don't know that it would have been before what comes next. And I might have touched on this in the past, but... The Ewok movies were always on TV. That was just that was on like our early, you know, cable with like twenty channels. Like I just remember that was on both of those. I loved those movies. the The first one I remember being scared of the Gorax and there was spider ant things at the end. Like it's fucking creepy. And the next one, like you got I don't know ogre people riding on dinosaurs. Yeah. There's chick who turns into a bird there's magic and all that it's great like wilford brimley's in it it's fantastic what would you what black series would you buy from those movies oh uh what a great question anything (laughs) 
<laughs> so if I'll, I'm yeah. if I'm really if I'm really lucky, it won't be from that, but it'll be the little Ugnot from the Mandalorian on the uh, the Blurg. Like, I need that so bad. Oh, I got a question for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Haslab Gorax three fifty. What? Sentinel's on pre-order for another month still. I, dude, the Gorax was bought the second I knew about it. You know, <laughs> um, I would get the Axe Bear, um, Chuka Truck. Oh, Chuka truck. here you go. <laughs> um, I would get the the little the little white bear. That was like a fast one, and he wasn't quite like an Ewok. He was like something different. Teak. Um, that's, that's Teak. I would get the the female and the the brother and sister. Uh, Mace and Sindel, Sindel, yeah, Sindel, and he he is the first Mace in Star Wars. That's true, that's true. And I would get um, I would get the witch. I'd probably get some of the ogre people. Yeah, to be fair, man, I'd probably be in on most of it. I'd definitely get a Blorg or whatever they are. The things oh, yeah. from Mandalorian. That's, that's super cool. I can't believe they put those in there. Yeah, and they got him in the Clone Wars too. Yeah, yeah. So, would... so guess what? Make make the Blurg, put the Ugnat on there, put the the Marauder from Endor on there, put uh, General Sindula, put him on there. Yep, I'd probably Perfect. I'd probably be in for all of that. But I'm a I don't have any any chill when it comes to Black Series. All right, so yeah, I I you know I love those movies too, but I always would skip uh, the ending because the Gorax was I found terribly frightening. <laughs> uh, you know, I was I was also a little bugged out by Thriller though when I was a soft. Like a five-year-old, I feel like. I was excited when that video came on. Thriller or the Gorax? Thriller. Yeah, dude. But but it, but it was a big deal. Like, it's another one. My dad used to make a big deal when something, like, noteworthy would come on. And it's not like that was particularly old when I was a kid. And he's like, you gotta see this. Like, <laughs> he, he didn't get concerned that monster people <clears throat> might scare me as a child. Right. Like, I just need to see this. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so continue, continue. So Ewok movies all over the place. Sure. But I didn't know that that was a Star Wars thing. Like that, that's not something I was aware of. Now we were in a Bradley's. And oh shit. I think that was just a East Coast thing. I don't know. I don't know that that was across the, the country. Yeah, it's we, like a, we definitely had them here. It's like a bit of like a Kmart or an Ames or, or something like that. Whatever people know. They had a catalog but, also that was like. Or, or like a Caldors. Like it's long gone. Yeah. Caldors we had also. There was a video, and on the cover of that video was an Ewok. I must have this movie. So I begged for that movie. That movie was Return of the Jedi. Huh. So that's huh. really what my first Star Wars was, like, like genuine Star Wars. And I didn't understand or know what everything was. But, but seeing that first ruins everything else. Mm-hmm. You, you already know what has happened. Mm. And, and what's cool about that is, like, like, silly things like this. I know that the Death Star is destroyed in the first one. Like, it's, it's talked about or you, you kind of know or I, I'd seen it, you know, in, in snippets. Right. I always thought because the other one was being built and unfinished, <laughs> I always thought that it had survived the explosion, like, the first couple times. I see. Things like that. Like, yeah. I just didn't really get what was going on there. Um, it's weird to be turned on to Star Wars kind of pretty much exclusively through the Ewok films, though. Like that's a very unique experience, I would imagine. Yep, that's that's why. Like you know, even if I have something negative to say, like I'm never gonna hate the Ewoks, and that's what even brought me back into the Black series. Um, like <clears throat> I'd had a couple of those here and there, but never really jumped in. And I saw they were doing a Tebow. I'm like, well, I need that. 
but there you, were so many pre-orders that day that I, I just I went overboard and bought almost all that. Do you prefer blinking or non-blinking Ewoks? If you didn't tell me and the attention's not drawn to it, I don't think it would be as jarring as it is, but it does look <laughs> a bit off. And if they never changed it, I don't know that that's necessarily for the better either, but, it, you know... Yeah, no, who I was asking? No, asking for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. There's, there's, there's things in those movies that have been changed so many times, from the original to the special edition to the DVD edition to the Blu-ray edition to, I guess, the McClunky Disney Plus edition. I don't know what's going to happen next with these movies. It's as little as a sound effect getting changed, but there's, like, a good example is in uh, Jabba's Palace. Boba Fett lifts his rifle when there's a thermal detonator. And his viewfinder is on the wrong side of his helmet because yep. it's a mirrored shot. Yep. All you have to do is flip three frames and it's fixed. But instead we have uh, plant monsters inside giant sand vaginas yeah, instead. That's terrible. what we got. So you didn't fix what, what needed to be fixed. Yeah, I I hate I I, I that's, that's one of the changes I you know we, we've spoken about before, but I, I really don't care for. It. And I feel like it makes that it makes the Starlack somehow it makes it less menacing. Um than just the the kind of open rectum well you have something that is um essentially just we'll we'll just go with it's just a big mouth it's got tentacles it's going to suck you in right you don't know what this thing is it's terrifying as soon as it's got a physical representation you know it's it's taking a lot away right you know you've you've seen the monster in the monster movie and yep you know you're supposed to see it at the end not 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 the whole time and here you got it the whole time Mm mm-hmm and it's not that interesting, and it's not that scary. No, no. you know that. I, I think that's the I, I, about, I, the, the idea. The that, thing going for it is it doesn't have eyeballs. Yeah, like the idea that there's just like you could be walking along the sand dunes and like stumble into a pit that slowly digests you over a fucking hundred years or whatever it was a thousand years. <laughs> like yeah. that's far more horrifying to me than like than like this visible tentacled plant thing that would like obviously draw your eye to it, like. You know, like what? I'm stay away from that. It's no good, obviously. Whereas, like before, you could like slip and tumble. Like, and for some reason, it's like the only sand that nobody can crawl up. That was another thing that always used to bug me out when I was a kid. I was like, well, they just crawl up. It's sand. Just stick your feet in. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, I don't know. I guess it's steeper than it looks. Maybe it's hard I guess. Who's, who's to say. Maybe it's the momentum of falling off of the barge into the sand and having to stop. Like similar to when Padme and the clone trooper fall off of the uh, ship into the uh, the drop ship and they fall into that sand dune and like the, it looks so weird. Or I guess it's just her that falls. It's the clone that comes up to her. Well, if we're going to be honest, they they're falling into something uh, that's probably a bright green. Yeah, or and blue. was added later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. All right. Um. So yeah. So now you kind of had this weird worldview of Star Wars based on kind of pop culture, general American knowledge, seeing episode six and the Ewok films. So are, is your expectation at this point that, that probably Ewoks are like a standard of Star Wars? Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it was something that was always like one of my favorite things. Like I, I really liked them. I mean, I never thought about it like I like I get what you're asking. Yeah. No, I never I never thought about that. Like the way that like a stormtrooper is a staple. Right, right. Uh like your first three experiences are all I I I mean I mean potentially, you know, I might have thought that at one point like just 
you know, the back of my head. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Huh. Interesting. Fair enough. Because because it's it's not it's not there it's not there in all of them the way that like Han, Luke, Leia, Vader, and are mm-hmm. uh, and the droids. Like I know that that's always there. Because, I, but I never stopped to ask. Well, why aren't those guys in the Ewok movies? Right. Huh. No, I don't know. I think I probably just went with it like it's separate. Like I, I, I had a pretty reasonable grip on on things like that. Right, right, right. No, yeah, you're 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 a pretty easygoing cool person in general. Yeah, no, I wish I wish it was a staple. Now I didn't, I didn't think that they should be, but maybe they should. You know, <laughs> yeah. I can't help but think. Um, so anyway, continue. Uh, so so wait, this, how do you get turned on to Empire and a New Hope? Ah, actually, I was so so first. I'm, I was born in 85. Oh, So wow. this is all happening about 80, like 88, 89. Like probably, probably, probably 89. Let's go with. Uh-huh. And just, just for like a frame of reference. Empire Strikes Back. Like I had, I had the two movies there and I had one Ewok movie on, on video and the other was taped off TV. And that, that got taped over at some point. That was a sad, sad day. So I was without the Caravan of Courage for a very long time. <laughs> Which ultimately ends up being okay because that's that's not a very good movie. I I love it, but it's it's a hard watch now. Yeah. And um, bat, uh, Battle for Endor, I could watch that. It's I feel I still love that movie. It's really, great. you prefer Battle for Endor over Caravan of Courage? I th- I think that one of them has better Ewok characters, and the other one is just a better movie. It's it's more fantastical. It's like very very on par with what Willow is, which is another movie that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree with that. But I I, I do think that like the the Caravan of Courage is the better. Is the better film, and to to actually play into Willow real fast. I had an art book or wait, no, let me let me wait, let me go on record real quick and say neither of them are good yeah. publicly. Just let me say that I don't think either of them are good. I don't want anybody to bet me. I can't believe these guys are arguing over which is the better Ewok <laughs> movie. Um, but continue, continue. <laughs> no, they're they're both bad movies. I just think that the <laughs> other one's so much fun. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm, 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 as, as opposed to Willow, which I think is great. Like I I just like that. I like that like silly fantasy stuff. Right. I had I had a full of pictures of all the props from the movies but it also had indiana jones and willow it was just a lucasfilm book but the willow stuff was in there i was like what is this movie i never heard of it i have to see this mm-hmm. so i hunted down that movie just because of that book i wasn't disappointed because i was i was still i was still young i think if i saw it as an adult i, I might not have liked it as much but no like that's that's a that's a fun movie it's got a lot of very very cool things in it yeah sometimes i wonder if uh, it was kind of my father that ruined Willow and Indiana Jones for me because I was sold both of those movies on the backs of, you know, Star Wars. Like, no, nah, it's like Star Wars. It's the guy who did this did Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know? And then, like, so I went into them with different expectations, um, you know, completely inappropriate expectations on my part, but also five-year-old expectations. Um. And as a result, like I never really became a fan of either. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a passive yeah. fan of both, but like I never got into them. I think because I was always disappointed that it wasn't Star Wars. Yeah, like and, and Willow being a movie, I might not, you know, pop it into the player, but if it's on TV, like I'm not going to change the channel. Like I'm, that old woman was creepy to me. The the witch. Yeah, I guess so. She turns into an old woman, or somebody turns into an old woman at some point. There's, there's, um, they turn to a like llama. A, yeah. There's the animal and, and she becomes an old woman. Like she was a young woman turned into an animal and then she'd been an animal for so long. She, she didn't know, but like Willow's using the wand and she's transforming between different animals before she becomes a human again. Yeah. When she was the old woman, I was like, not, I'm not into this. 
and that that's a cool because it's essentially practical effects um still right just the transformation sequence there like that's that's groundbreaking at the time and that, I used to watch a lot of making ofs on, on movies as like a kid. I, I just got into that stuff. That's like the same shit they used like, for no, Michael Jackson's Black or White, isn't it? Like at the end, <laughs> like, isn't it? Like it's the same shit, isn't it? Maybe. I think so. I, I, I feel like I remember them saying something about that. Like when the Got to look for that ILM credit. When you were doing that, that dance with the head moves and they kept turning into different people of different races, cultures, et cetera. You know what I'm talking about? The end of Black and White? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to try to draw Michael Jackson comparisons throughout this entire uh, episode, I think, at this point. Now, now, now to jump back to a galaxy far, far away, mm-hmm. what, what, when did I get Empire Strikes Back now? Mm-hmm. What's interesting there is I knew Han was in the Carbonite, and I didn't know how he got into that. I just knew that it was something that happened. Mm-hmm. One day I get called in the house. I was, I was playing outside. It was always go outside and play. Now it was get in here now. I was like, okay. Right. Sci-Fi Channel was airing the movie in widescreen, which probably the first widescreen movie I'd ever seen on TV. And those were even hard to come by in VHS format. Like, it was rare. They didn't, didn't really have that. People thought the top and the bottom was getting cut off because they didn't know. Um, Suncoast Video, I remember uh, they had like a picture of what the difference is. Like, here's 4-3 here's, here's ratio, here's widescreen. Right. And letting you know that you get more you're not getting less so that they had right. the, full, the widescreen right. section was a yeah, thing yeah, in yeah, the yeah. video store i actually um, booked the widescreen system for a long time i was like i don't want it to take up half the fucking tv you know what i mean like <laughs> I, I mean when 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 dvds were picking up yeah yeah i made sure that i was getting the the widescreen because you, you, had, you had to read careful usually it was like a big bar at the top of right. the cover but you had to read the small print on the back and now if I buy like a Godzilla movie or something junk, like I still have to make sure because you don't, you don't want to get screwed. Mm-hmm. You don't, don't want to get this full frame thing. And on a, on a current TV, it's just, it's awful to watch. I agree. So I get called in to watch Empire Strikes Back. I might have missed maybe the crawl, maybe the probes coming down, but I, I, I effectively caught that whole movie. Right. And I was going in and outside, you know, while commercials were going on because I, I still playing outside. And the commercials were longer, um, you know, for something like that on Sci-Fi Channel because they they knew they had your attention with the Star Wars. So, but that's but that's how I'd seen it. Yeah, I find out that you know clearly Han and Lando are are buddy buddy in Return of the Jedi. But I find out oh this guy's a bit of an asshole. Yeah, um, that kind of blew my mind a little bit because I liked Lando and you know he had his alien friend there, Nian Nun, <laughs> in the other movie and dude i love in empire i love uh oh we understand don't we chewy you had no choice it like <laughs> it just it makes me think of my wife like i don't know like because my wife gets that way uh can't well she can get that way she can get like super protective uh of me which is like it's it, it rarely presents itself it has all right i'll tell a story <clears throat> so um <laughs> There's a a buddy of mine, uh, and he's a good enough pal, and um, we 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 became moppers together. Uh, like when you go through mopper training, you go with a few amount of people, and um, and you just remember those people. And I wasn't super close with them, but we were cool, cordial, had some camaraderie. So um, we all got together. Uh, at one point, and I, I already had dealings with his girlfriend. Her and I did not get along, mm-hmm. so I just kept my distance. And you know, I, I already know the vibe. So we show up at this bar, 
and she's there. And I was like, oh shit, let me just duck away for a minute. And she's like, uh, she's like, hey, do you know who you look like? And I was like, oh God, I bet you ain't fucking Tom Cruise or somebody. Tell me who I look like. And she was like, you look like Uncle Fester. And like, and, and like people at the table started like, you know, laughing and shit. Right. So I was like, I was like, that's funny. I was like, you know, what's going to be funnier when I get my wife to come over here and kick the shit out of you. And she was like, what? And I was like, no, 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 no. It's going to be funny. And I was like, bug! like yeah, the bar across the bar. <laughs> and I was like, could you come here, please? And she was, she was like, what's up? And I was like, could you kick the shit out of her? And, uh, and my wife immediately was like, what'd you say? And she was like, she was like, I, I did, I, I didn't say, she was like, no, tell me what you said. And she was, I just said that he kind of, she started using bigger words and shit. Um, like she, he kind of favors, uh, you know, Uncle Fester from the Adams family just because like there's a, some similarities. And she was like, no, you know what you said. You were trying to be funny. You were trying to be cute. And now you're in this problem. Shut the fuck up. Don't say another <laughs> word to him for the rest of the night. You know, but like it's very rare that those life circumstances present themselves to me where my wife has to kind of defend me. Um, but it's a huge turn on for me, and I am reminded of her in that vein when she when Leia says, "Oh, we understand, don't we, Chewie? You had no choice," and it <laughs> it, it pushes my buttons. Weird detour, but sorry. Continue. Well, hey, that's what Star Wars is gonna do. Yeah. Like, look how many detours already because everything gets connected to it. So now you get this background information that Han and Lando. Uh, have a complicated history rather than <clears throat> a, a more chummier one. So that's yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's actually more to it. Like it's kind of kind of like hitting me that it it, it would have been before that. So I'm I'm in the process of discovering Star Wars. Figure like I'm I'm in the the by the time I'd seen Empire could be like a, you know it's a year later. So I'm probably like five years old. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, on the way to six. Right. Um. And and I and I had gone to school like a little earlier, like I was younger in my grade. So oh like, really? I was you got tested ahead. Old. No, no, no. It, it, it was like I'm at the absolute tail end of like you know the age group to get in. So everybody else was, you know, I pretty you. much like at least nine months older than me. So I was I about you. a year behind. I was in the same boat. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, and my mom wanted to test me ahead, and my dad um, fought to hold me back, which is probably the right choice. <laughs> but um, yep. Yeah, my sister was like forward for uh, her grade a little bit. So if they held me back, even though we have a two-year difference, we would have been, um, you know, one year apart in school, which they didn't, I guess, want to do some, something like that. I'm not sure. But my uncle had all the vintage toys. And my, my uncle, he's, um, he's only 13 years older than me. He was, he was um, a fair bit younger than my mom. But he had all the vintage toys and he had taken out like this box that he had, um, you know, packed away and he was showing them all to me. And I remember him explaining to me Lando Calrissian and what I, and I told I told him that this is what he told me, like, because I remember him telling me that Lando was the king of Cloud City. I was like, he wasn't a king. He was, he was an administrator. And, you know, like after I'd seen the movie. But he's like, I would never have said that. I was like, no, you you, you called him a king. Like you thought I was a stupid little kid. Told me whatever I had to hear. My, my buddy Gary, <laughs> who you've you've met before, um, he calls Cloud City uh, uh, Lando's house. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, me too. He's like, no, nah, you remember they took him to Lando's house and they like, you know what I mean? Like. He... <laughs> 
So, so like all the all the figures coming out, and I wonder if it was like that point or not. But before before this, this is this is when I would have made this discovery. I had a Gamorrean guard action figure. Mm. We found, I think, I think it it was in a hand me down or something. It was some mm. toy my sister had, like. It was in a big box, but there was just a Gamorrean guard in there. So from a garage sale or a hand-me-down from family, I don't know. But we ha- I already had had a Gamorrean guard. Not until my uncle is showing me his toys one day. I'm like, oh, it's Pig Guy. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, it, like it, it, it brought back the memory that I, I had Pig Man somewhere in the house. <laughs> right, right, right. And I know I found that at some point in the near future. Like, you know, went and scoured the box. It's probably still in my sister's, you know, with my sister's toys. Um, cause we, we kept, we kept our stuff mostly, you know, separate. She had her, she had her ponies. I had Batman mm-hmm. and, and turtles and, and that was all good. And Star Wars, Star Wars was kind of starting to like not overshadow that stuff, but like I had a desire for Star Wars things and I loved playing with my uncle's stuff, but that's when, that's, that's when my uncle was around. So, and so talk right to a, me about right that. About that time, talk right to... about that time is when he went to college. Mm. Talk you know, to me about that. Talk to me about wanting to get into Star Wars stuff. At a time when Star Wars stuff is being depleted, well, there there was nothing. There there was a couple like, um, mm, what what do we call it? Like refer, reference material. Like there were art books and things like that you could still find on the shelf. Like legacy material, like making of things like that. There was a book in Sunco's video. Oh my God, Sunco's uh, video. Yeah, there, there was the book there. It was uh, it was like a gold Darth Vader, and it was like checkered into like four i have it things between oh, i have you, it you know what i'm talking about i can't, yeah. I can't remember the name of the book <laughs> uh hold on one second i'll tell you hold on one second okay <laughs> it is star wars from concept to screen collection or collectibles if you still have the book open flip it towards the middle and there's a uh, big splash page two page um the entire lineup of the vintage toy line and that book oh, was yeah 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 no i already know it's in there i used to look at the it for hours thing i'd ever seen yeah. i didn't know <laughs> my uncle had maybe about half of that stuff and a couple of the mini rigs from the you know the, the vintage kenner right and and i thought i thought that the mini rigs were actually incomplete vehicles i'm like well where, like because one of them looked like the head of an ats i'm like well where's the legs what did <laughs> right. you do with it <laughs> i didn't i didn't know but that book answered those questions so that that's after the fact like probably like in in the age of like seven or so, it's like every year there was more and more discovered. But I'm on this journey of loving Star Wars to there is nothing available to maybe finding a book like that. There's another one I know I've seen this one on your shelf. It's got the uh, it's like a little baby encyclopedia, and it's got Darth Vader's Tie Fighter on the cover with the laser yep. shooting. Yep, that book was super cool. I read it like front to back. I can tell you, you know, where is, I got that. book. I know all my stuff. <laughs> I can tell you where I got that book. Um because of how cool I thought it was at the time. I got it from the um like the Star Wars store outside of Star Tours at Disney. Like the the time that I got to go as a as a uh, like a young person. That's kinda nice. Like I I, I, I would have grabbed it in like a Walden's books or something in the mall. Mm-hmm. Like um and around that time and, and maybe I kinda knew the difference of like what an adult book and, and like a child book was, but you know, it didn't it didn't matter. And I was asking for the Star Wars books, and they had initially. I remember being told no, but my uncle, my uncle was, you know, and, and he still is. You know, he's a good man. He he bought me Heir to the Empire, mm. um, you know, within like a year or so of that having been out. And I remember reading that, and then I didn't get the other books 
you know, right away, but I, I got them, I got them just as quick, right? My grandma got me that from Walden Books at Montgomery Mall, and uh, <clears throat> I remember when I said I, I, I want this. I remember her telling me like, "This is like a book, book, like, like I might not want it because there's no pictures in it." <laughs> you know, and you got what, what year was that? Ninety one. Yeah. So I'm 11 years old. You know, I'm, I'm not a kid. I mean, I'm a kid, but I'm not like in. Uh, I'm not three. Do you know what I'm saying? But my grandma yeah. still thought there'd be no interest for me. I mean, I, I, it was probably the not for nothing. That was probably the first book I ever read. Straight up, like novel book. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I was supposed to be reading books in elementary school. I never did. You know, I would just find kind of get the gist of what was going on in class and and then bullshit my way through it. I, um, I had whatever books they, you know, wanted you to read from school, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, and at that age, I don't know, like a bunch of Ramona Quimby's or Judy Blooms or whatever that stuff is. And the Star Wars book, like I could say that's probably my first actual novel as well. And and not too much later, Jurassic Park, I, I, yeah, I read yeah. that one. That was fantastic too. I did end up reading that. In fact, I would still tell you that's probably one of the best books I ever read. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same. It's great. It's same. great. So, so, I. Um, Everything just kind of coming together, but there's no merchandise. Like there's just the books mm-hmm. and everything. And I remember being in. I, I got two antique store instances. One of them, there was. Uh, I, I later found out what it was. Uh, Burger King had a set of glasses for all the movies, and I had a Return of the Jedi glass with Jabba the Hutt on it. I don't know where that is or where it got to, but that was cool. I needed was it, was that. It, was it a color print? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had that. I had that. I might still have that somewhere. Yeah, there, there. That was that was like a you know pretty cool thing to find. I found a little three PO rubber figure, but it was definitely three PO. But he was like cartoony. Mm-hmm. But that was from I think Star Tours ride. Mm. I didn't I didn't go there and get that. I, I found it in like an you know antique store. Same same time as I got the glass, I think. Right. And I, this one I remember. I was with my grandmother, and she took me with her all over the place. I remember. You you have stories about like hiding under the clothes racks. I did things like that, um, not lost for hours or anything. But I you know, I used to do that stuff. I would play in the department stores and like I feel like a kid wouldn't be allowed to do that now. Like you know, parent would get in trouble or something. Right, right. <laughs> but being all over the mall inside like uh, like Marshalls, Macy's, all these kind of places, J.C. Penney's, and I, I used to hate going to the mall and. I never, I never hated my grandmother. I always loved my grandmother, but I didn't like going places with her. And she took me to Red Bank, New Jersey, and there's a bunch of antique stores and stuff down that way. One of them had this big glass case full of general, like vintage toys from like the '80s, '70s. Um, you figure this is this is probably like ninety ninety two ish or so, and that's when I got my first like at my first Star Wars figure. Uh, two of them. One of them was loose. One of them was carded, and I ripped that sucker open. Right. And I was begging for that one. She spent forty dollars on a carded um, skiff guard Lando. That's what I wanted. Wow. I don't. I don't remember the entire selection. I remember a lot of like the Jabba aliens there. I think it was mostly Return of the Jedi figures. But he. They might not even had main characters. But I wanted Lando. I just liked Lando. Right. I thought Lando was cool. Yeah. <clears throat> He had the mustache, and, and he's flying the Millennium Falcon, and that ship is great. He talked cool. And, and I'd probably seen him at that point, having watched Return of the Jedi a ton, him flying the Falcon more than Han Solo. So, like, it's, that's a little weird, right? What's up, Chewbacca? You still hanging out with this loser? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like, this guy's great. I liked him. Yeah, he's great. And 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 but who goes with Lando, Bobby? Uh, well, it depends. So, if, the, I, if I'm buying a Lando, who who do I got to get with Lando? For, for me, I need a Lobot. So I I, I don't think that Nanum is the wrong answer. That is the, that is who I got though. But I, for me, I need the <laughs> Lobot. That's why that's why I got to throw in the uh the disclaimer there. Yeah, Lobot's um Lobot's that character. People people don't remember him. <laughs> yeah. I uh re- recently I was watching uh one of those Star Wars dance things from from like the Disney park uh with Audrey and um uh, my wife and Lobot was up there for a second like doing something or introducing something She's like who's who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, ball pride, man. We got to stick together. This is true. Oh hey, it's a possible Halloween costume. Just got to put a computer <laughs> around my head. And I'm done. <laughs> Find some vintage shirt in those pants. I feel like grandpas during the '80s had those pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go 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 up to my grandparents' closet. So you done got yourself deal. you got yourself a Nanum. <laughs> yeah, I, I begged for that stuff. So I got I got Nanum and 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 the Lando, and I ripped him right open. I kept that card for a really long time. It's another thing. It's lost in time. Don't know what I probably did with that. And that was it. I had those two. I had Pigman sometimes when I wasn't losing him. Right. And then, you know, I would play with my uncle's stuff when, when I could. He did not have Skiffguard Lando. That actually might be part of why I got him also. Right. Because I knew that I, I, didn't, I didn't have it somewhere else. I and I'm it. almost surprised that I didn't go for Ewoks. I wonder that they didn't have those. <laughs> those those after the fact like years later like when ebay was a thing like mid 90s i definitely bought the ewok village and and a bunch of that yeah, it was always super strange to me that uh the the, the kenner line had so many ewoks available i remember thinking to myself like even as a kid i was like how the hell did they get this how the hell did they pull this off like that like there was a few of them like that the white droid that's like the torture droid 88 um, yeah like uh well no not 88 Right, because that was the that was the one that spoke. No, that's ninety nine. Ninety nine, my bad. Ninety nine and ninety nine. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other one, the white one. Yeah, I, I was just like, I remember thinking to myself as a kid, I was like, how in the fuck did they, did they get to this one? Like, how did this happen? I don't know. And he didn't. Uh, the vintage one, the vintage one, did not have the torture rig. But wasn't that like a? Wasn't there a, a playset like a droid? Workshop yeah, the Kenner, the, the, the Hasbro one or whatever had the little because I have it in my diorama, the uh, oh, yeah. the, the, the fucking torture device, droid torture. Fucking oh, well, droid uh, the, torture. Up, the updated figure came with um like the the like the foot stamp, but I mean I think if it wasn't a torture chamber, it was like a droid workshop or something. Oh like, yeah, right. and it did probably called a something. probably called a a, a, a a workshop. It's probably much more likely than. The torture chamber. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to look it up. Not not important. But I think it was '93 that Micro Machines was were putting out Star Wars ships, and there were like three sets of three. I think it was three in a pack. And you know, there were X-wings, AT-ATs <clears throat> that were the same size as X-wings and Millennium Falcons, and Slave One, right. and all that. Right. And, I had all that, and I had multiples because I needed lots of TIE Fighters, lots of yeah, X-Wings. Yeah, dude, I did too. And you know what's funny? So let me tell you my, my plan for this. So I had the West End Games miniatures, um, if you're familiar. I, I, I am. Okay, so I, I had a lot of those. 
and I, it was, they were hard to come by also. But my plan was I was going to write a game, like a, a role-playing <laughs> game, and you could play it on land or in space or a, a, a combination of the two. So I was buying all the Micro Machine stuff t- for pieces to play this game that I never wrote fucking rules to. <laughs> I, was, I was like the underpants gnomes of collecting. I was like... Okay. Oh, no step two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Acquire pieces, write, write rules, play. And I was like, acquire pieces <laughs> and play. So so those micro machines, I remember them being on the shelf at the same time. And I, I was into Transformers and, and G.I. Joes and, like I said, Turtles, Ghostbusters, like a ton of other stuff. Right. But as soon as I saw micro machines, little little Star Wars ships, tiny Star Wars ships, not big fun action figures, and these were these were on the shelves at the same time as I guess it, at that point it would have been Generation Two Transformers, and just saying no to everything else. So I was like, no, I need that. Right. I need that that crappy little cheap thing. I need those, and and I need lots of them. And I might have had some of those Star Trek ones. Um, like I, I Star Trek show was on now and then, but I never you know, and we talked about. It. I never really got into that. Right, wasn't was the same for me, but those those were cool. And I remember coming across, I don't know if I saw it in a Star Wars like magazine or what, but the playsets that they had. There was that first one, the Death Star. There was an Endor, uh, and a Hoth, and they had the little figures. And then that sold me. Like I was, and then they had the headsets that would open up, like character heads that flipped open and had playsets in them. Right. I had I had a lot of that stuff. And uh, what was it? It was a long time ago. It was uh, I think it was Joe B was talking about the uh, like having all the uh, micro machine sets, but like it doesn't come up much on here. But like that was the first Star Wars merchandise that was showing up that wasn't a Bendy figure because those didn't excite me. I I didn't feel like I needed that stuff. Right. And in, in this whole time frame, there were Star Wars T-shirts and things that you'd see in a store every now and then, and I would I would have all that. And and like in school. I came to be known as Star Wars Kid. No one else knew what it was. Damn. I was in this weird little pocket in the early 90s. No one knew what Star Wars was. And I was the weird guy wearing the Star Wars shit with probably light-up shoes and whatever. So, so we got Dinosaur Kid and Star Wars Kid now. I'm also Dinosaur Kid. <laughs> that, 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 that was always the thing, but like everybody loved dinosaurs, so you weren't going to get made fun of you know, right, for right, right, dino right, saucers right, right. and dino riders, right? <laughs> but, but, in, but in high school, there was, there was this guy, uh, Dan... He used to call like he'd he'd like pass me in the hallway and be like Star Wars and dinosaurs, and just just keep walking, just make fun of me, call me Star Wars and dinosaurs. <laughs> Such I'll a weird insult. It was, it was like a bit of a dig, but it was never like insulting. He's just joking around because right, he knows right. I like that stuff. He liked that shit too. Um, but yeah, I was I was always like really pestered about it. I stopped wearing Star Wars shirts to school. Like I didn't do that anymore. Really. Like I was like, I gotta change what I'm doing here. We gotta we gotta change how we do business because this is this is no good. I remember one time <laughs> I don't remember what grade it is, but I, I had I had one black glove on, like Luke, right? Uh-huh. I had it on the bus. I didn't even get to school. He's like, what the hell are you wearing one glove for? Like and I said, I'm like Luke Skywalker. And they're like, What the fuck is that? You look like Michael Jackson. I was like, Oh. <laughs> and then I just took it right off. Oh man, I'd I'd have fucking put some sparkles on that bitch. <laughs> he well, he he was uh, unfavorably in in the news at the time. We don't well, need to be I Michael Jackson. Well, was it fucking Tuesday? <laughs> like I was like you know like they 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 tore him apart unfairly most yeah, of the time. Yeah, yeah. Have, you know, <laughs> give me all my fucking shit. 
give me my 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 fight for the power against Michael, man. Like they fucking destroyed that dude. And it was uh, I think third grade. I I went as Darth Vader, and nobody knew what the hell that was. Um, I had a, I had a cousin in Florida. He was he was about my uncle's age, and um, uh, my aunt and uncle they had sent up like the costume bits, like the mask, the cape. There was a lightsaber. It was a green lightsaber, but that's that's fine. Yeah. And I was excited to just play with something that was a lightsaber. And and I was Darth Vader that year. Mm. I'll have to see if I can find that uh, picture. I'll I'll post that up. Uh, four, fourth and fifth grade, you'll like this. I was an Ewok. Nice. Um, we found at a costume store there was an old Wicket mask, like a like a rubber mask, and and we bought like a generic fur suit that didn't match the color, but it was close enough. It was like more of a golden color. So I was an Ewok two years in a row. Um, I uh, t- I took my shirt off last night and went as an Ewok to bed. <laughs> Yup, no. So, what I what I remember vividly is uh, we moved to a new town, um, fourth grade, like in the middle of fourth grade, and there was a comic store, and I believe this was the first year of its operation. This place, uh, Funny Books in in Jersey, and I walked in there. There was a Star Wars magazine. I don't remember what issue it was off the top of my head it was like black cover george lucas is on there and it's you know just you know like cool star wars magazine let me check it out flipping through it there's a big merchandise section and what's in there hey kenner's doing new action figures you know this this was uh like late late 94 or or early 95 because like those magazines came out uh quarterly and it was just those those first batch of figures like the He-Man Luke and the and the really buff Chewbacca yeah, and, and Vader and, and the four vehicles were in there. It was like Land Speeder, ATST, uh, TIE Fighter, Millennium Falcon. Well, I said four, but like Millennium Falcon and the X Wing, like all that all that was in there. I was like, Oh my god, they're putting it all back out. Right. Like <laughs> Hombrolo, so, Landbro Calrissian, <laughs> Chewbroka. Dude, dude, that fleet trooper? Wow. <laughs> Like <laughs> fucking beefcake. So, 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 so that that the, the holiday season, you know, that that following year, like ninety ninety five holiday. Yeah, I had all that stuff. Like I was fortunate enough that I had all that stuff. Like I grew up not having, uh, you know, everything that I would like to have had, or or a ton of figures. But, um, you know, it's like I had some Ninja Turtles, but but you couldn't get the turtle van, right? Like or Dino Riders, like they were expensive. We don't have money for that. I, I remember things like that. But Star Wars, by that point, we were good. I had all that Star Wars shit. Right. Like you know, right time, right place. It was great, and that just got me hooked with collecting that stuff all the way through Episode Three, and then kind of into the Clone Wars cartoon, like that whole three and three quarter line. Every single release. And I remember, you know, things that I think about now, and they might have been landmark at the time. You know, the first like online exclusive figure, like that Bulmar Monk, and yeah, there were mail-away figures again. Yep, definitely. The, you know, the, the the Fruit Loops Han Solo, and there was a comic book from Kellogg's, and the Potato Chip Obi Wan, all that kind of stuff. Like, like what a great, what an absolute great time. And yeah. and I, and I've since sold the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. I have none of that. But you know, there's just no longer a place in the in the house for it. I I have kept my um, I I've kept all my uh, Dark Empire and 
Shadows of the Empire action figures because those those ones are a bit more special. Right. Um, it's funny, Shadows man, of the I Empire could... being that big blitz, you know, that we talk about. Yeah, for sure. I could never get rid of um, like like the fleet rebel troopers stuff like that, because just because like it's like it's just always troop building. It's like oh, these are the yeah. these are the Johnny Beefcake guys in the back. You know, and then we got the, then we got kind of the, the, you know, the wide receivers up on the, up on the front lines, you know, but anyway. So what, so what are your shadows of the empire? What did you get? You got the soundtrack. I know that to be true. You're the only person. In everything. America. You got it all. The novel. Everything. The video game. Like right, right, right up to there. Those big, like nine inch or 12 inch, like vinyl figures, like whatever they were. Wow. Um, the applause figures. I had everything. You loved it. There, there were it was like commemorative like you know card sets and all that stuff like if if it had you know print scissors on it i needed it <laughs> you like, loved we it. had to have all that and 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 not to gloss over it too but in in that pocket like this this is all you know between figure nine like ninety ninety one like with with like the toys and stuff and the books and everything like you know coming about like antique stores all that stuff through 95, like that five-year stretch where you went from nothing to 95, everything happened 95. <laughs> nine, nine, like, like the end of 94 there, though, you also had Dark Empire comic books and then the Tales of the Jedi and like all that stuff. Like I jumped right into all that. And like just, just this like splash of or lack of color, you know, with like the watercolors or, or, you know, the artwork in Dark Empire always struck me. Like you'd have like an entire page and everything was like hues of like green, blue, yellow. And I always thought that art was really, really, uh, you know, cool. Like you could right. stare at it, and it brought Boba Fett back. You know, he's no longer dead. Things like that. Like yeah. he had a lot of cool stuff. And Dark Empire is a very, very similar story to perhaps Episode Nine. Yeah, we'll let people look that one up. Yeah, but it's very similar. And wasn't I'll be honest with you. Uh, much like Episode Nine, Dark Empire was far from my favorite fucking EU piece as well. I mean, the books were coming, and I didn't have them all. Like, I had the... By that point, I would have had the three Thrawn books. Um, I didn't get the... There was the Jedi, like, Luke's Jedi Academy trilogy. I listened to those on tape, like, audiobook. Uh, the library had those, you know, to rent rent out, and I didn't buy those. Those, those kind of happy I didn't buy them. They weren't, they weren't so good. I wasn't as interested listening to Sun Crushers and Exaracoons. <laughs> Well, you know what's funny is I, I think I liked them a lot more when I I, I too had the audio books of those. Um, I couldn't read it because they were softback and I just couldn't be bothered. Uh, but you like a hardcover? I do like a hardcover, man, and yeah. I actually have them now in hardcover. Uh, yep. I have the Jedi Academy trilogy in hardcover. It's like one of those like like weird promo run books. Um, I missed I missed out at a retrocon. I think it was last year's. Somebody had most of these like early novels. I, th- I think those were Bantam at the time, and they they were like five bucks each. All the hardcovers. I wish I bought those. Yeah, I'm went, missing. Went out to the bar. I wish I went back and bought those. There's like one hardcover book I'm missing from uh that I, that I want is the Bloodlines one. Um, not the new Bloodlines, but like the old Bloodlines the one with Boba Fett on the cover. Um, is that comic book? No, no. It was a, a novel. It was during the Legacy of the Force. I think it was called the Jaina Jason kind of oh. crescendo. It was where Boba oh. Fett trained her or whatever. 
Like, yeah, Karen Travis book. Yeah. yeah. So that was the, like, they did, you know, when they would do those runs, they would have like four or five like linchpin books that would be hardcover and then the rest would be softcover to supplement. Mm -hmm. And I got most of them, uh, like from promo runs in hardcover, but that's the only one I can't get a hold of. It's like, every time I see it, it's like fucking 80 bucks or some shit. So I got my eye out. One of those stretches I'm happy about. Um, I like my books to match. I don't like when things don't match and that same thing goes for like dvds and movies and like right. i get i get upset right i used to keep <laughs> i used to keep all the paper cases for for everything and i still i still do but like one like one day i fucked one up on like my dc like animated universe movies and i was like shit i just threw out all those paper cases like yeah i'm, I'm strange they just get in the way anyway <laughs> i got rid of them. i got rid of mine too yeah, they. Uh, I think I think the only ones that like I definitely have them for, and like I could keep them real nice, are like the Marvel movies because it looks nice on a shelf. Yeah, like there's a there's a reasonable like cohesiveness to that, except except for the couple that are metal cases, which we've made exception for. There was like Doctor Strange one, like looked like um, like like a book with like his uh, you know, like the green gem on the on, on the cover, like you know, some some things that look cool, right? Or or the it was like a Guardians of the Galaxy one. It looks like the tape player. That's right, cool. right, 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 right. All right, so let's Exception. let's let's continue moving. So you got you you got heavy into the EU. You got heavy into the collecting again. Uh, everything's kind of coming back in full force. Uh, video games, Literally. I imagine, as well. Ah, uh, video games. So I had I had an NES, and I had like the there was the regular Star Wars game on NES. And I never got past, there was a cantina level. It was just hard. I remember, like, I feel like there was more than one Boba Fett flying around in it. But, you know, you were playing as Han Solo in that one. Like, I, man, I never got past that game. I sucked at that game. It, you know, it wasn't fun. I, did, I didn't have uh, Super Nintendo or any of those. But the computer games, like, we didn't have a good enough computer to run the games. Like, they ran very poorly. Right. Like, I had a LucasArts, like, box set. But none of the games worked. My dad wouldn't buy a joystick. So most of them, you couldn't even control correctly. Like, I had the original Rebel Assault, but, like, I just, you know, crashed T-16 into the side of Beggar's Canyon. Right. Right. And and Nintendo 64 and PlayStation, I think, or when, you know, all that came into effect. Rebel Assault 2, I played that one at a friend's house. That was super fun. Yeah. Shadows of the Empire being that big one, though. Um getting to fly around in Hoth and I and I had played through the whole game and I got Nintendo 64 just to play that game and Mario 64. You know what's as hard as fucking that Shadows of the Empire games that fucking IG droid like it oh, like yeah. he, he like blended in with the background it was like a trash scrapyard. Yep. Oh god, like thinking about it now it's like giving me fucking anxiety. Yep, that it was it, it was not an easy game. It it had like a bit of a pseudo like free look where you can I feel like you held the trigger and you can kind of look around, something like that. Yeah. Otherwise, you were just using like directionals. But yeah, it was not a particularly easy game. I agree. Um, I'd like to I'd like to play that again, but I'd like to try and find a PC copy. I'm looking forward to this new uh, flying game because I miss like the Rogue Squadron, like all that kind of stuff. This this new flying game that's supposed to be coming out at some point. I I had read into that. It seems to be it'll be first person only, which kills it a little for me but yeah, i love star wars enough that I, I i have to give it a try i have to you know i need it to be good because i want it to be good and if i don't like it that's okay because i know other people are going to like it and everybody deserves a really good flying game again so I, I hope that game is great yeah 
So what about the prequels? <laughs> well, before the prequels, we have the special editions. Oh, that's true. And that that first trailer where like the X-Wing flies off the the TV screen, it's one of my favorite trailers, and I was really excited for those. And I would just tell you that at the time, none of the changes bothered me. Like the Greedo Same. change. Like things things where like something was visibly changed that didn't make sense. Like some of the sound effects would change. Like the the noise Obi Wan makes to scare the Tuscan Raiders yeah. has been different in almost every video or, or version release. Yeah. You know, sometimes like like the TV reel or theatrical or VHS THX edition special edition doesn't matter. It's always a little different. Um, but things like that would or what would throw me off because I didn't get why it would be different. And then it's not something getting added in. Um, like the new X-Wing shots, some of that stuff felt real seamless and some of that is pretty invasive. Um, you know, it does, doesn't age particularly well even now. Uh, but, but, but it adds like a, like a funny flavor. Like, yeah, it's stupid to see like a droid flying around and that, that ASP droid smacks it in the face because it's making sounds at him in, in Mos Eisley. Yeah, I, 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 know, I know that drives you nuts, but I, I, I don't mind that. It it doesn't drive me nuts. It's just like it's like cartoony, like like weird. But it's, it, yeah, it's like fitting Star Wars. I think in I a could way. do it. I would prefer uh, if it didn't have that like that. Like yeah, it, yeah. If it just was making some just obnoxious, like like I, I would I would prefer that. I think. Yeah, the the Rontos. I thought those were really cool. Yeah, but me like, too. Like like rearing up, you know, when when like a swoop <laughs> goes in front of it, like like that's cool. I like Jawas. Like that's that's <clears> fine. Right. But there's there's a scene where one of them, when they're stopped by the stormtroopers, it walks yeah, right in front right. of the camera. <laughs> Stuff like that. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Right. But that's like that very short list of things that would, would have bothered me. Probably that one Ronto scene right in front of the camera so we could see its horrible digital texture. Right. Right. Like, and another thing, you could fix that now. Like, fix it. I like, think that... Get, um, get it out of here. <laughs> I, th- I think that the... I agree. Like you, I remember walking out of there and and thinking like, "Oh, that was fine. All oh, that was fine. Great." I remember having you know arguments with people like they're like, "Well, Han doesn't shoot first. Like it makes it, it makes Han a worse character." I'm like, "Yeah, but it makes Greedo a cooler one." Like I remember coming up with all sorts of shit. They're like, just because it just didn't bother me, and it wasn't until I got older that I was like, "Yeah, it is. It is kind of a bummer. This little change here, that little change there." But you know, I don't know. It doesn't fuck. With, it doesn't. It doesn't really bother me. If that makes any sense. Like. It bothers me. It, it bothers me for the sake of bothering me. Mm-hmm. But like, I, 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 it doesn't bother me on any real level. I like, I've lost zero winks of sleep over it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, meh. Don't care really. Anyway, um, what about Empire? What about the uh, the uh, alert my star destroyer to prepare for my arrival? How do you feel about uh, that? <laughs> it so so that's that's one of those things. He sounds different in the scene, yes. and it's probably the only thing that bugs me. But like, look, getting to see more Imperial shuttles and stuff like that, even if I think it, it, I think it breaks up the tension of the shot a little bit. Um, I'm not sure if it. I, I still don't know if that's like a good or bad thing. It's 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 hard to say. Like you'd have to watch the scenes back to back a couple times. But I'm not going to be upset about stuff like that because you're you're adding something that's not truly invasive or or mind shattering. This isn't, this isn't um, somebody singing in the back of their throat, you know. Like it's, it's okay. Right. Yeah, it and, doesn't bother me either. 
as the movies were coming out and like in celebration, it was like Pizza Hut and Taco Bell had crappy like toys or, or you know, like Happy Mealy type things. Like pizza, I think Pizza Hut was posters. Taco Bell, I think, had the like the toppers, like or, or it was KFC. Some somebody had like like cup toppers, like rubber half characters, something like that. Unless that's episode one, I don't know. But I had some kind of little Rubik's cube looking thing with Star Wars pictures on it, and each thing was like a scene. You can unfold it into several different directions, and it would be like a long scene or just on the outside blocks. And it had like Jabba and X wings, and um, the Wampa was on there, and I was really excited to see the Wampa because you don't really know what it looks like. Yeah, like it's kind of the first time you're seeing that, and some people think that we don't need to see it. And like we're talking earlier about whether you do or don't need to see the monster in a movie. I, I think that even for a second, we need to see it one time, maybe not several times in that moment. Right. But I think that that's not a bad addition. And Empire, we talked about in the past, it adds, it adds. I don't think anything ever feels like it's being robbed from or I taken agree. away. Like Cloud City in particular is amazing. Yeah. No, I, I think that, I think that Empire across the board is like the least bothersome change wise. Like I'm kind of in support of all of it, and I even yeah. I even like the alert my starter story to prepare. I, it sounds cold, and it does sound weird because James Earl Jones' voice is like in a different place, you know, like just more wear I don't, and tear. I don't and, think it's his voice; it's it's the effect that they're putting I on his don't voice. Know if because I agree. even in even in Rebels, it sounds it different, man. It, it but it's him. It's definitely him. It's, I mean, it's still him and, saying alert my starter story to prepare for my arrival. But no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in, in like the Rebels cartoon or in Rogue One, it's still him. Yeah, but it's different. But it doesn't sound the same. And it's not, I don't think it's all age. It's just the effects they put on there. I don't I've know. heard imitations that sound about the same. I don't know. So, I mean, your voice does change like oh. texturally over time. You're talking about 30 years, 40 years. Think about something like Transformers. Whenever they try to re or, or replicate Soundwave, he's he's effectively doing the Dr. Claw voice. Correct. And then they're they're doing uh, a sound effect on that. But whenever they try to redo it, it never happens. They can't replicate it because it's lost whatever they did. And I think that's the case. It's lost whatever they did. Yeah. But even from even from A New Hope to Empire, he doesn't sound the same. <clears throat> yes, but I I still think that there's there there's going to be there's going to be an effect of of time. That's just you're sure. never going to be able to fall exactly back in that pocket. Oh sure sure, and I I feel like it does come through. I I feel like it it's a little bit more jarring in Rogue One than Empire, but but that's another ten be, years being its 10, own 15 movie. years being it. Mm. When was the Empire special edition? 97. Okay, 97, and then Rogue One was 2016? 15? 15? No, 15 is uh, 16, because 15 is um, Force Awakens. We're talking about 15, 16? I mean, I don't know. What's the fucking math on that? It's like more than 15 years. Well, if it... 2016 versus versus if it was 2017 would be 20 years. Right, so 18 years. Yeah, 19 years. Whatever was recorded, it doesn't matter. It's in that ballpark. Right. But, I mean, that's a lot of time, man, especially for an older person. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you, you can... When, when it's an individual movie like Rogue One, I don't think it's... Like, whether it's noticeable or not, that's okay. But when it's, like, line to line in the same movie... Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's where, where it stands out that's more. That's fair. That's fair. 
And, well, you know, the worst changes come with the DVD where you get Hayden Christensen, you know, when the ghosts are showing up in Return of the Jedi, things like that. But does that bother you? We don't have, we don't, it doesn't make me feel good. (laughs) Does Sebastian Shaw make you feel good? Probably not, but yeah, I think that's where I'm at with it. It's like at least I feel something I now. I well, and, and it, that's it's owed to the Clone Wars, and it's it's not about Attack of the Clones aging well or or, right. or poorly. I agree. Um, because the Clone Wars is you know making me feel okay about some of that. Yeah. Uh, but just just. Like, Return of the Jedi didn't have as many changes. Like, most of its stuff happened later. Like, things like that. Blinking Ewoks. The no. Right. He's throwing the Emperor. That's later releases. But those initial special editions, if that was, um, if no further changes got made, I am very good with what we had there. Because the, the, the DVD release and the Blu-ray release, everything after that has changed more. The biggest loss being Boba Fett's voice because we needed consistency, him being a clone and... I don't even know that I agree with it. I you, you just you know, it takes away. It's a permanent change and it's it's gone. Hey, something has changed on that website. Which one? Hold on. Walmart? Sorry about that. We're trying to keep tabs on this uh pre order for Black Series. So um I mean, yeah, so the special editions, the Return of the Jedi changes are the ones that suck the most. The Empire ones are the ones that suck the least, and Star Wars is somewhere in the middle, I guess, is the ultimate. You know, Greedo takes a shot, but hey, if Greedo taking a shot is what gives me do-backs in the desert, I'm okay with this. Yeah, 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 me too. You know, a very upgraded Death Star fight, it's, there's more, there's more good in there. I agree. I 100% agree. I'm not sure if I can say the same thing about Return of the Jedi, but I agree. I think that all of the changes in Empire, I don't know if there's, aside from the Boba Fett voice, I'm not sure if there's any I'd change, but that, that doesn't even come now. That comes yep. later. So speaking of what makes that change, let's get into the prequels a bit. What was your level of anticipation for them? Astronomical. Yeah, same. Like, I, that, that's all I wanted to do. And mm, I know I got the clipping somewhere um, I'll have to put up, but in the newspaper, they were taking pictures of people waiting online to buy the tickets oh, for yeah, it, you, you know, s- getting you closer to the that. theater. You, you sent yeah. me that before. Yeah, they, 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 they happened to catch my mom waiting online to buy tickets uh, while I was at school. I went to the midnight, for all three of the prequels, I went to the midnights, and I did the Midnight Madness at the Toys R Us's. I bought all that shit. Like, I, I wanted all that stuff. Like, I didn't didn't miss didn't miss a beat with any of that. And episode one, I definitely didn't hate that when it was when it was new, and I and I grew to dislike it a little bit for all the things that I would like what I wanted it to be, and then you ultimately realize it isn't right. And it's a story that by the time you see Attack of the Clones, you realize that nothing that happened in that movie had much of an impact other than uh, Palpatine had a reason to become, you know, higher up in the government and Anakin has met Padme. Right. That is all you walk away from. And Anakin is forcibly under the tutelage of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. It's true. That's 
that's your three plot points, which you could have just started the entire series with Attack of the Clones effectively um, and just hinted that there was a history between the characters, which you kind of get anyway in, in you know, the quick exposition at the start of the movie. Um, you know, make some tweaks to episode two and you could have started with that one. And you would have had a whole other movie to work with where Obi-Wan and Anakin build, um, you know, like a, like a brotherhood. And, and that's really what you get in the Clone Wars. That's probably why I like it so much. You're, you're getting everything that I think I wanted, or that, that me personally, that I wanted in one of those movies and didn't get. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, did you go in all in on the collector aspect of it? Uh, yeah, really, I did. Dude, so um, did I. I think about some of the shit that I bought. I had all those like Micro Machine head things that like opened up were in the little play sets. Yep. I had the standalone yep. little Micro Machine play sets that had each one had like a little action feature. Do you remember those? It would be like the yep. Gungan Swamp. Yep, they, they man, there was... I had all the three and three quarter. There. I had all the vehicles. I had. I've started getting all the Legos. I bought the remember. fucking dancing Jar Jar Bank. I, like I fucking <laughs> bought it all. Do you do you remember the uh, there were, there were four different battle droids? For um, episode one. I do not. Uh, one blew apart with magnets. I remember that one. That 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 came later. But the initial battle droids they were like bigger and thicker, probably just for stability because they weren't like quite screen accurate. Uh huh. There was like there was, was a, there was like a clean one, like a battle scarred one, a dirty one, and I know I'm missing one, but there was I'm, one that I'm, came with the little stat or whatever, like uh, that, there, came, that was before was the movie that. dropped. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The preview, the preview figures. Yeah. Before the movie came out, it was like Mace. Was Mace one? Mace Mace Windu was a mail away figure, and the stat was in in the store, mm-hmm. and I have two of those, and I thought it was really cool, and I still think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Just this this flying platform i like that same it's a nice design same um i'm trying to think if there's anything else i bought that was just super dumb we we didn't mention the trailer but i know that's that's come up on the show a ton like we all had our dial up and all that stuff but dude i still feel so i didn't have i didn't have internet (laughs) at the time um and i still i still feel regrets over what i thought that trailer was going to be for a movie like when I watch it, I can still get the same feeling I got seeing it for the first time with certain scenes, like Amidala in the um in the castle with the light coming through the window, um even like the Gungans coming through the fog and mist. Like I I can still tap directly back into what I thought that was going to be, and then instantly feel regret for what it was in regards to that that's that specific expectation. I've come to terms with that movie a long time ago, but in regard to my kind of, you know, 19-year-old expectation. My buddy and I used to go see that shit all the time. I remember, uh, like, him and I trying to defend Jar Jar to people. Um, uh, like, I remember trying to make him seem like he was tough. Like, when they were like, uh, the, the, uh, they'll wipe out the Gungans. And he was like, mine don't think so. We were like, see, he's trying to tell you. Like, I don't think so, man. We got a tough ass fucking army, like you know, like just anything to make that shit seem a little bit more fucking digestible. Pause. Pause. All right. All right. So we broke again. We did get our figures this time. Make a little bit of noise. <laughs> they, they they sold out about the time they went live. Uh, but we we blind bought them. Uh, and successfully, up, yes, <laughs> successfully. <laughs> All right, all right. So let's get into Attack of the Clones. Let's just move forward into Attack of the Clones. Um, 
were you still excited for that in 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 spite of any kind of shortcoming of episode one? I, you know, I was really excited for that, and it's the trailer once again. Episode one had a strong trailer, and even if it was a weaker movie, whether we all realized it immediately or not, mm-hmm. episode two trailer was to me equally exciting. There were there were more trailers for that movie. No no tone poems, so of course we have a sadness there. Yeah, but. That last trailer, I remember it opens up. It's got the like the Java sail barge music as they're all about to get executed. Yeah, bam. Bam. Yep. yep. Bam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just like some quick cuts as things happening. You know, I will not let this republic be split in two. Yep. And and then it just gets into the Star Wars music. It really like that trailer, even now, if I put that on right now, I'm gonna get really excited. Then I'll watch the movie and not be excited. But <laughs> and the Clone War looks fucking amazing, right? Uh, in that, like, that was everything you thought you ever wanted. And what did we get? Is you know, sand gets everywhere. You know, Ugh. I had my concerns with that movie uh, prior <laughs> to, and I, I was I was like you, I was excited, but I did have some concerns prior to because. I kept seeing interviews with George Lucas where he was like, look, this one's going to be the love story. It's going to be the yeah. slow one. It's got like, I kept seeing that. And I, so I just mentally prepared myself. Like, just don't, don't, don't expect too much out of this one. That the middle section has a little slowdown, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a slow movie. I think so, it has a really good I, pace. For the so, I, so I agree. And I'll tell you that I, I think, but I think walking into it with that in mind helped me view that movie for sure. the first time. Sure. And, um, and 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 I'll tell you, like, the way I talk now about these prequels is not necessarily how I felt at the time. It really isn't. I was really excited for that movie. It was the first movie I I remember seeing in the theater that, like, it was a big deal. This is a digital projection. <laughs> like that. That's <laughs> right. We went to a special theater to see that. I think that was uh, uh, shout out shout out to the AMC in Jersey Gardens Mall. Um, pretty sure that's where that was, but it was, it was good. I, I liked it. I was really excited for it. I, I went to midnight madness again. I bought all the toys and they were starting to bring gimmicks back. They were like, well, you know, what, what's a lot of fun. What, what does a kid want? Big giant magnets <laughs> in the hands. That's fun, right? <laughs> you know, there, there's a, there's a Mace Windu figure. It looks like somebody like stepped on his foot with, with high heels on because he's got this face like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> those figures are pretty ridiculous. There was an Anakin that had the sliding lightsaber in the arm. Oh, but that's, yes. but that's cool. But that's a cool throwback, mm-hmm. even if it's stupid. Mm-hmm. So those those figures are fun. Um, it's you know it's all right, right? But yeah, I was I was really excited for that movie, and I honestly don't know what else I could tell you about it. Like the comics kicked in you know real well after that like right. the clone wars dark horse comics dude they're great and, and even before that ep- episode one had the comics and they were just all about the adventures of the jedi council more or less <laughs> yeah they're the, settle, the hunt, settling the for, this dispute and settling that dispute yep. <laughs> and the hunt for aura singh who aura singh being a huge character that's, that's right. greatly diminished now and that's something that does make me pretty sad but the clone wars comics really really good stuff We'll jump back to Clone Wars, of course. Mm-hmm. Episode three, when that when that came out, mm-hmm. that trailer like 
you know, it's funny. The trailer got me excited, but by the time it's coming out, I've had time to settle with the others. And you kind of know what you're in for at that point. Like it's hard. It's a little harder to get as excited. But I could but I could tell you by the time I walked out of it, I was like, that's the best Star Wars movie I ever saw. Yeah, my buddy TiVo'd that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> like we heard really? it we heard it was coming and we fucking TiVo'd it back when that was a thing. I I uh I just I just remember being real into that movie. Like getting getting to know like six years worth of you know, comic book Jedi. And then you see a handful of them, and you know, in particular, Ayla Sakura, who made it into the movies. But everybody getting gunned down in Order sixty six, and it's still like that's a that's a tough scene still. Like yeah. I, that's Death of Optimus Prime material. It's hard. I love but... <laughs> the, the the my favorite one in that is the Kiati Mundi. Like oh yeah, it's when the feet stop slowly and like he turns around, and you can see on his face that he gets it. Like he's in Son trouble. Of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I, that that shit seems like, like you know, not to shit on George Lucas or anything, but that shit seems like it's shot by a better director. I don't know why, but it does. Huh. Well, he definitely spent all the time being artsy in those moments. I think. Yep. Like swooping into Felucia to see Ayla Sakura get killed, like, you know, the Plo Koon's ship, you know, flying around. Yeah. That Ayla that that Sakura one, like. The thing that I love about that one is like as the camera's moving in, there's like a yes. couple of troopers that are moving a little quicker and then they kind of fall in line. Yeah. Like there's a rhythm, there's a rhythm to that entire sequence. Like yeah. that, but I think that like you know, he, he has final cut of all that shit and like his editing, I his editing and his storytelling trump his directing. I remember you know, Yoda's feeling it on. You see him and like you feel for Yoda and you you know, you just you feel everything you're feeling in that kind of scene. But I remember when he flipped backwards and cuts off um the clone heads, people cheering in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> Crawling up Chewbacca's back. <laughs> and and I'd have to think about it now. Are they cheering because what we saw was, you know, that's a pretty cool thing to see anybody do. It's not maybe the most Yoda thing. Or is it because like, yeah, get those clones. Like they just murdered everybody. I, I don't know. I think it's just the cool thing. Or cool. both. I think it's just the cool Yoda thing, and I think it's that, like, um, people like people love to see Yoda with a lightsaber, man. Like, generally speaking. Like, the general I mean, that's, audience. That's, that's a highlight, you know, we know with... <laughs> in episode <laughs> of two. Of course. But, but in episode three, when they go to the Jedi Temple, and he throws his lightsaber into the guy's chest, jumps onto him, takes it back out. Like, that's so great. I love that. But but that's the stuff I wonder about. What stops a lightsaber? Why doesn't it keep going? Now and here here's that here's a cool one. The blade of the lightsaber, the white part. That's obviously the sword. And then there, there's a glow. But right. is the glow hot enough to like? Does that does that cut and burn and do everything, or is it just the white part? Like I, I, don't I think know. it depends. I don't know on the, I'm, I'm going to chalk it up to the it. material. Depends on the material. Material dependent. Certain materials well, the outer glow can cut through. Certain materials you need the inner one. I like it. Yeah. Um, so generally speaking, because uh, we have about 45 minutes left and we still got a lot to get into, um, and I know you want to take some time with some other stuff. So generally speaking, how do you feel about the prequels overall? I, th- I think it's easy to like use the term love-hate. Maybe I have in the past, but it's there's a lot more love there than, than any amount of hate. It, it's just... You know, you, you sit through some bad dialogue, and I think what's disappointing is that you wish 
it was not better, but just as good as the originals are. Because even with the silly dialogue, you get, you know, traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops, boy. Yeah. Uh, you know, to to a moisture farmer, I I don't I don't understand the context there. It's, you got to make it relatable to your audience, right? But and maybe he just maybe he just says get, farming. Maybe sure. Maybe in Solus sure. mind, he's like, I don't give a fuck what you do. You're a farm boy. Sure. That's all I know. And we know they have real like agriculture in in Star Wars. We we've right. seen that in the Mandalorian at this point. Right. Um, I think that uh, there's not enough reason to be upset there. Is there is there is it other other things I agree. Star Wars? I and, agree. Uh, I'm not almost meaning anything specific. Just there are, there are instances where there's some bad things that happen. Yeah. It's and it's it's been erased by Disney in some cases or caused by them also. Yeah. So I want to talk about for a minute before we get into the kind of sequel stuff because uh, you're a big Nice Deal Republic fan. Oh yeah. So what is it about those games and and how did you get introduced to them? Well, gr- growing up, I was never big into RPGs. I was more like, "Let's step on the mushroom. That's pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> shoot, shoot some Metroids, Same. and 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 just you know, good times to be had." Uh, I had a friend that was playing through it, and I was watching him do it. It had like just come out, and he had like weird visors on his face, like implants and special goggles or whatever it is. But he had lightsabers, and he's he was actually towards the end of the game. I I didn't you know really catch on to what was going on. He just kind of explained. Oh, you know, ancient Sith, ancient Jedi. And he made it sound a lot like the comic books that I'd read from Dark Horse. And I was like, okay, I think I want to check this out. Right. Because um, I like the flying games, but like most of the ground games, maybe Shadows of the Empire being as good and bad as it is, uh, kind of the outlier there. Because even Dark Horse is as great as it is. It's like they were always like rough games. So I'm still in that mindset the games aren't what I want them to be. Like I'm happy that I had Halos and, and Call of Duties and stuff at the time that were really a lot of fun. Right. And this looks like, well, I'm going to run around like a Jedi and do cool stuff with the Force, and, and it's got a story. So let's try it. And I, and I sat down. I had no idea about the Revan twist or any of that. That, that just happens. And I know it's a video game, but that's, a, that's the closest there is to any follow-up to an i am your father moment i agree it's the biggest twist in star wars since uh i'm your father and i don't think that there's been a big enough or good enough twist since certainly not good enough and i don't think that there will be yeah i think you're probably right we'll have to you know we'll have to find out that uh i don't know mandalorian might have something cool in store for us but i don't i don't know that we're going to get something as like truly like outrageous and outstanding as as what we got with that Revan twist. That is, I'm happy that I got my Star Wars twist in my lifetime. That it didn't happen before my time, you know, like like Vader. Yeah, like you grow up knowing that you didn't get to experience it in the theater. I agree. I um, I I, I fell in love with those games, and I I was very concerned that I wouldn't because I too, you know, am not into the numbers element of role playing games. I remember talking to people like about role playing games, and I was like, "Look, man, there's the Final Fantasy kind and the Zelda kind. Sign me up for the Zelda kind." And yeah. uh, I was very concerned, but I fucking fell in love with that shit. I fell in love with that game, and like, you know, like the whole world seemed enticing and alluring, and you know, like different and new and super interesting, and the characters were all cool, and you know, it had like it just has all the right components. The second one is a little stranger, but I think it's even 
it's 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 just like it's a part two of a trilogy, right? And like that never yeah. that never happened. And it does the right things that a part two should, where it kind of questions the world you're in, and you know it dives into deeper kind of lore. There's like there's a lot of stuff regarding Korea that like I mean you could I, people have you know talk about for fucking hours, you know? Yeah, in, yeah. In in her kind of view of the force, and I, there's a little bit of that in episode eight, in my opinion. It's it's real heavy into what the force is and and means yeah yeah um so I, i'm a fan of that as well i think that you and i when, when we first started talking about star wars it was nice Air republic that we we ended up talking <laughs> most about um when could we, imagine that yeah yeah um so moving into the uh we'll, we'll save clone wars for for afterward um the 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 sequel era how did you feel when you found out disney was acquiring the franchise uh, I it, it was reported pretty quickly that like they'd be eradicating the canon, or at least believed that that was going to be happening. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know the knee jerk is, well, hey, no, don't do that. But then you really think about how much stuff there is. <laughs> yeah. Some of the books that you hadn't gotten yes. to, it could but be the ca- ones that you did. Yeah. Well, if we're gonna cut that all out, that's okay, and and it plays into the Clone Wars a bit because as Clone Wars was coming out, it was making a lot of changes that didn't. It did a lot of things that didn't immediately add up and immediately contradict old comics and books and everything. So the fact that you eradicate it fixes that, and then yeah. sort of just alleviates that situation. Yeah, and also there was there. I mean, there was there was really, really, really great stuff in the EU. And there was really, really, really terrible stuff in the EU. And I think that a lot of the characters were worth saving, you know, and some of them they have, and a lot of them they haven't. And I'm bummed about the ones that they haven't that I think are worth saving. But there's also a lot of ones that the fucking franchise is far better without. Now, I'll I'll be clear. I mean, there's bad stuff there, but it's hard to tell you how bad it is because unlike some of our guests, I am not a natural born liar. I have not read the true Sepakura. <laughs> right. Correct. So I can't, I can't tell you the depths of oh, how disgusting awful, it can get. How vile and grotesque. All I know is be. that in true Sepakura, I'm pretty <laughs> sure at some point Han Solo and Leia sneak into a refrigerator, like a, a kitchen and they lock the door. And then these like, these like giant reptiles, like you're trying to get in and they think they're safe because they're in a the kitchen, but they don't know that the reptiles are smart enough to open doors so that you start seeing the handle move or something. There's something like that in those in those books. I'm pretty sure. Like a six foot turkey. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, but anyway, like I, I I was I was cautiously optimistic, as, like because I think like I have no faith in George Lucas producing content. You know, like I was amazed that we got the prequels. You know, and I I was yeah. sure that that was going to be it. <clears throat> so when I found out it was going to Disney, I was just like, well, fuck more Star Wars. You know, yeah. like, great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like ultimately, you stop and think, like, look look where Marvel's starting to go pretty quick. Yeah. Can it be that bad? And uh, I, uh, but I don't think it is. I don't think it, I, think, I don't think that as, you know, at this point in time, there's some missteps, yeah. but I don't think anything's truly awful. We've seen worse things. Yeah. And if you didn't experience that, I mean, that's, that's good. Right. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I think it's, uh... <clears throat> I think it's it's over oh, you know the over under of it is is a net positive. Um, so uh, Force Awakens comes out, and what is your thoughts walking out of that theater? I knew, without it being spoiled, like I knew, 
I knew that was that was the end of uh, Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Like you knew. Like it, it's from all his interviews where he always wanted an ultimate result with that character and how you know we all figure well he's he signed on he's going to get that we're going to get that if it wasn't that movie it was definitely going to come but no we we got that so I was like mentally prepared for that but but I wasn't right and walking out of the theater that's mostly what was stuck on my mind but by the you know if I'd seen it just as quick like a second time that weekend. You know, I was like, okay with it. And, and I liked that movie. I thought it was fun. I, I, you know, it's a retread of episode four, but just like many sequels of, of yesteryear, like that, that's what, that's what sequels do. They retell a story that you already know. They, they make changes, they update it. It's very similar puzzle pieces, you know, from mostly episode four. It's got a little bit of, you know, the others. Right. But I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that it got people excited again, and it and it it did something to you know it is the Force Awakens, but it's reinvigorating you know fandom and the franchise yeah. in a good way. I I think that Last Jedi you know which we jump to does sadly the opposite because it's um what what I really think there is it's a very artsy movie, and that's not what Star Wars is that's what separates it immediately just visually alone mm-hmm. um you know something's different you know b- before you're getting into the depth of the story flashbacks and things that you never had like i always feel like something alien about a flashback in a star wars movie right um but is it a bad thing i don't think so yeah i mean I, you know and i've gone into my thoughts regarding the last jedi in depth here but um sure sure that that movie is like that is my favorite era of this modern Star Wars is getting uh Rogue One and that back to back. Like I <laughs> for for me, you know what I mean? Like yeah, for, yeah. like cuz it was it, they're both they both have a slice of adult in them mm-hmm. that a lot of the other ones don't have. And when I say adult, I I don't mean that the other ones aren't good for adults. I just mean that there's like a there's a tonal and heavy gravitas to both. If there of them. was something heavier about Revenge of the Sith, this movie, you know, doubled down on that yeah. gravity. Yeah. And that would be that and Rogue One. And I think because Rogue One is not a saga movie, it works better in that situation for, for fans in general uh-huh. than coming off of like this, I don't know, not it's not a kitty centric movie, episode seven, but the, there's a drastic shift of tone. Correct. And, and, and more so than what you have from A New Hope to Empire. Correct. Because you still have the, uh, you know, the adventure and the, and the whimsy in, in Empire. Agreed. I agree. Um, uh, I can honestly... Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I can honestly say that I think that the... that I've... <clears throat> I, I, the only Star Wars film that has ever challenged me is Episode Eight. And I think the only Star Wars stories that have ever challenged me is Episode Eight and Knights of the Old Republic Two. We're like, like I fuck, I gotta think about this. Like it's bigger than I thought it was, and it's it's broader than I thought it was, and it's deeper than I thought it was, so to speak, so to speak, so to speak. Um, and I, I like, I love that. I love it's um, I love anything like that. Where I mean, I, I always use this example, but. You know, when Jeff Johns 
uh, turns the Green Lantern slogan into a prophecy. And it's like, well, fuck, this is just something that I always thought was there, but it's it's bigger than I thought it was. You know, I love I love little twists on old things that open up huge doors. And I, I feel like eight, you know, did that. Only only to only to have them closed <laughs> immediately, rapidly, very shortly thereafter. But it still felt good to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh what about uh nine? And then we'll do the then we'll do the spinoffs. Uh, nine. Well, we saw, we saw that together mm-hmm. and it was, it was spoiled because you, you, you had done with Andy and Tyler, like a special. And I was, I really wanted to hear it when, when I initially asked you, I thought I was just going to get like a cut and paste of the, of the stuff, but you did the special and that was a lot, that was a lot more interesting to hear all the discussion about mm-hmm. what's going to happen, what could happen, all the other, you know, follow up rumors that didn't make it, make it in there. Right. The number one thing that we could have gotten is is like a different ending, perhaps, but that's that's what suffers the most. Like, just like you say, I'm I'm pretty on board with what I'm getting. I think the the it opens up a little choppy. It's a lot of quick cuts. Yes. Um, Similar to Rogue One. I don't, uh, <clears throat> I feel. I mean, I feel these, like these are these are characters we're already familiar with, so it's it's not as poorly done in a way that I, Rogue I, One might have been. Yeah, yeah, Rogue, yeah, I feel. But, I feel but Rogue you. One, Rogue One, seeing it a second time. It, it, it's. I think it's done about as as good as they they can be because it's it's a movie that had heavy reshoots. It's it's a little hard to say. Yeah, um, no, I, I feel you. I I just mean that like rhythm, like the rhythm of it is similar in that regard. Where it's yeah, just boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, like you, you're you're bouncing around pretty quickly. Yeah, and it's it's not X gonna give it to you <laughs> that gets me in in the end. There, it's it's more like just the lack of the emperor doing much at all. The fact that they're weak to him, like I, I kind of uh, like, man, I, I appreciate that. I just wish we got more interaction there. There, there. She was pretty quick to pick up two lightsabers and just kind of take care of it. And it's just, yeah. I just there wasn't a lot of meat and potatoes to that encounter. That's that's what the problem is. I saw Kylo Ren spend more time with um, killing his killing his buddies than do anything with the Emperor and even Rey. She she got very little time with him. Yeah, so much like your theory regarding Saul and Rogue One, my theory is that uh, the this movie was well underway before they put the Emperor in it. I, I think I think uh, a fair chunk, and, and and where something like that is particularly evident, even though they'd like to tell us otherwise, um, the Visual Dictionary came in the mail right after the movie. There is nothing about Exegol in there that I can recall. There's nothing about the Emperor, and I was really interested to see um, the. He's got those red guards with him there, and yeah. we were kind of debating if they were a different armor or something because they had capes or not. Yeah, but, the, but but it's not in the Visual Dictionary. It's like it's, it's a really big disappointment. And there was all that talk about Matt Stone being involved, like, and not little talk, like heavy, heavy talk. I think I think that's his name, an actor. Somebody, was it, Doctor, yeah, Matt Smith, Doctor Who, Doctor Strange, Doctor, yeah, the the, the Doctor, Somebody. the Doctor Who guy, yeah, I, yeah Matt, I, Smith. I Matt Smith, Matt Smith, because yeah, Matt Stone, that's that's South Park, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, not Matt Stone, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, like there was like, and it, it 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 wasn't it wasn't a petty rumor thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like it had real meat on it so to speak and like and, and even if something did or didn't get filmed it might have just been something on the table that was gotten rid of in process we don't yeah. know 
I'm I'm gonna uh, look into that a little bit more. Like, um, like I'm my, I'm seeing here somebody has a video on it. Uh, my wife had watched um, on Disney Plus. There was uh, I think it's just it's like an hour long making of type of thing under uh, Rise of Skywalker, and I I start I sat down and started watching it. It's talking about all kinds of key sequences. Ian McDermott's not in it. He's in it for like two seconds at the beginning. Right. And by the end of it, it's like they talked about the challenge of the Star Destroyer set that they built being on a Star Destroyer. Right. And how I guess nobody considered that they probably should have just tilted the ship a little. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. And nothing about Exegol, again, it's it's nowhere. It's non-existent. Not only is it a non-existent planet that you need a, a, a fucking holocron to find, but it's not in anything because they made it up at the very end <laughs> and just shoved it in there. I agree. They filmed I agree. it over a weekend with with Ian and said, "Let's get that in there." And, and when and when they approached him about the idea, he's like, "Good, good." Yeah, <laughs> you I, know? I agree. Um, let's let's tap into the spinoffs mm-hmm. because you happen to dislike the great one of the greatest Star Wars movies ever made, uh, which is Rogue One. I'm really curious, where at least at least for you to put it out there, of like what it is, because I get where you're coming from with it, um, but but I'm gonna let you tell it. I mean, not gonna break down every single thing about it, but just oh, when it opens up, it's not because it doesn't have yellow scrolling space text, um, you know, or things like that, but it opens up. You have the whole sequence with their family there. And I'm like, okay. And it's the first time we're seeing like that time jump in a Star Wars. So already, like, that's a, not a Star Warsy thing to do. If you want a time jump, you make a, you wait 20 years and make that movie. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's what we're getting. And then it's like, okay, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And that, the logo appears and it's like, da, 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 some. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that either garbage theme music and it felt like corny 80s cheese like i remember brian talking about the cheese dripping down his arm from watching rise of skywalker i had cheese all over the man it was stuck to my shoes it was everywhere when that happened and that's what pulled me out and then we got what's the next thing that happens is she uh we we got cassian having an interaction uh yeah where he he kills that dude Who's this guy? Why is this guy? It's it's like I actually like that scene well after the fact, but there's there's almost not enough context to begin that that scene. And and it's funny because if we had yellow text and we didn't start in her immediate past with with her, you know, father being taken and her mom being shot, I think it, we would. I think if we had something that gave us a little more context to what the immediate situation is, mm-hmm. when when in time, all that stuff, I actually think that would have helped that movie a lot. It's it's. Like I wasn't upset that it was gone, but I think in hindsight, like it, it kind of needed it a little um, to really get the casual fan going, maybe or, or maybe hardcore. I don't know, but it's it's the beginning of the movie doesn't have me, and and everything on Jedha feels very strange. That that's it's clear that there were a lot of reshoots with that material. Right. When the movie starts to kind of pick up again for me is like the whole sniper, you know, sniper dad situation, and the X wings coming in on. I'm the expert here in general, but I have no idea what that planet's called. Igloo? Like, what's where? Where are they? Where's uh, that installation? Yeah, 
I feel like you've said it before. I, yeah, I, don't know. I feel like I do know it, but I just can't pick it out of the, my, my head at the moment. It's... <laughs> I'm not going to look it up this time. Right. But that whole, like, the tension there and what's going on there and the drama there, like, I'm feeling that. And then we go to get the data tape on um, Scarif. And, man, look, the whole ground situation and the space situation, it's it's shot well. It's Edu? done well. I think that's right. Yeah. What, what did I say? Igloo? I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, you were close. I, I think, yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. You get partial credit for sure. Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, raincoat on, Eskimo coat, it's all good. Yep. So when they get to Scarif, it, it, sorts, it sort of falls apart because the team is actually not together. They're split up and they have what, what to me are, are deaths that feel disjointed, in particular Bodhi. He just kind of gets casually blown up with a quick cut and it's, and it's gone and it's done and... Maybe that is just the finality of it all, but it just doesn't, I don't know. It's just, none of that stuff adds up to me. Like, like I, we, we, like I forget what it was. I think I challenged you and you had a big explanation for uh, Chirut and his death and the meaning there and the brotherhood between him and Bayes, who I don't know that I felt for the bulk of the movie, but like what's weird about it is a dramatic scene where he walks out, you know, he's, 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 you know, he's with the force and, and he's just got to go pull a lever. Right. <clears throat> and then he gets blown up and the, the death troopers, they're killing everybody. But as soon as, but, but after he gets blown up, there's enough time and, and, and space there, I guess they're reloading their weapons because he, he runs out to him and, and kind of has a moment with him. Like, how did he have time to do that? How come he didn't get killed the second he stepped out of that bunker, just like everybody else did. And and there's no suspense of disbelief where I might have it for something else. Like it's just there's a lot of strange kind of stuff in that movie. I feel like it's all filmed from different parts. Like they really played around with the editing there, and it's the quick cuts. When I say a quick cut, I mean a scene just ends. No no sound, no music, no proper transition. It's just on to the next thing immediately, and and it just feels disjointed because of that. Like right. there, it's not smooth. That that. The moments with those characters, the crew, the like the Rogue One crew, very disjointed. The rest of it feels bizarrely cohesive. Like they really knew what they wanted to do with that ground battle and the and the space battle and all that stuff. And you know, blue leader and and all that stuff. And it was cool to see the the red leader, the gold leader. Like that's that's nice. Red Five gets toasted. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, I like that too. Yeah. And he, and he just sounds like an ass. Ah, shit, they're, they're going to get me. <laughs> they're better off you know? without him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, li- I like, I like the, the hammerhead ships, you know, shoving the Star Destroyers around. I like, I like a lot of that stuff. There's, a lot, there's probably more good in that movie than there is bad, but the bad stuff really gets on my nerves. It's, I, I'm telling you bits and pieces of it, but like, it's, it's almost hard to explain. Like, it just... Yeah, no, I get it. The editing hurts that movie for me probably more than anything else. And Bayes and Chirrut, their names are said in the movie, I think, one time each. Yeah, that is weird. Like, that in- is initially, weird. Initially. That is weird for the, them to be, like, core members of that cast. And, like, yeah. I, I saw the movie, I think, two or three times and still didn't know who the fuck they were supposed to be. If it wasn't for the Black Series, I don't think I'd know what their fucking names were. When he before Chirrut dies, I think that he's getting his name called out to, like, come back. What do you do? What are you doing? And... But the initial thing, like, he's just talking about her necklace, I think. Mm-hmm. And she walks over to, Jin, Jin walks over to talk to him in, in, in Jetta City, um, which is an original name for an original place. 
and <laughs> he, he he's just mumbling crap like ah the force and stuff. Uh, I'm Sharut Imwe. Like, huh? It's like I. I don't even know he's saying his name. He's just mumbling crap I couldn't understand. The force that, that's and stuff. Comes off. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> the interactions that they have with Bodhi, like my 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 theory that I don't maybe it's something that people have, but I haven't seen it. I think that Bodhi is not a character originally intended for that movie. He's lacking in the toy line as well as marketing material overall. Like any any media, any any product. Like I, I made the joke of it. I have a coffee mug with all the characters of that movie except for him. I think that a lot of the reshoots were centralized on him, and then changes to Forrest Whitaker's character direction as well as his look. But I, I think that Bodhi is that problem there. So I, I don't know. You might you yeah. might get your Black Series figure one day, but man, I hope so. I think that's why you don't already have one. Maybe. Um. So what about Solo? I can't speak about Solo before I throw in that K2SO was okay. possibly the best part of that movie. Oh, for sure. Dude, like, he... I don't think a contest. And I, I've said this a thousand times, but he's just one of those characters that just feels like he's always been in Star Wars. We're just, we've just been waiting for the chance to get a look look at him. You know what I mean? It's like... Absolutely. It, it, and it's, it's not easy to do that. You, you know what else feels that way? Is Babu Frick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree it's, with that. I think BB-8 that, feels that way, too. BB-8 works, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I hundred percent agree that like um, the Babu Frick does feel like he's just cut of the Star Wars cloth, and we just finally got a chance to stumble across him. Whereas I don't feel like uh, Zora or whatever the fuck those other like Zori Bliss, her or the uh, or Lando's daughter, that's not his daughter. That character, like I don't feel like either one of them. Like Lando's potential relation, yeah. depending what the canon yeah. ultimately decides yeah. on. Yeah. It's, yeah. all, it's all cut. Yeah, it, it, it's clear what they wanted, but they didn't do it. So, I th- and, and I think that's kind of a good thing. Like maybe less of those coincidences is okay for Star Wars. It's like a little silly cookie cutter. But so so uh, so moving into Solo though, um, I love you, that movie. I know you do, man, and I don't get it. It, I, I, it has problems, and I'll forgive all of it. Just like the special editions, I'll forgive it. Yeah. I love Chewbacca. I think I, I'm not going to count up the time, but I feel like I got more Chewbacca there than anywhere else combined. And and just good moments. I like I like Chewbacca. I like Wookies. I like that stuff. I do too. I, and I, I think like, that he steals that movie, which is weird. <laughs> I possibly. Um, I can't say that the Kira character meant a whole lot. She's just nope. bland, and yep. that's a bit of a shame, one way or the other. I like my Daenerys with a dragon. No dragon, sure. no interest. Sure. And even if not, everything's not done perfect, we got to see Corellia. We got to see that Mimban planet. We got to see what it looks like, you know, the yeah, Empire that's... fighting worlds. And, and, and I like Han's throwaway line. Well, aren't, aren't we the ones, you know, invading? Like, yeah. Yeah. we're the invasive thing here. Right. And... And and I like all that. Like you get yeah, I do a too. general feel of what the empire is at that time. I'm 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 with you there. I agree. I, 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 I agree like that, that train concept. sequence. I I like man. I like so much so, about that movie. So the train sequence is is a good sequence. I like that as well. Is it, my problem with this with that movie is not really any of the sequences except for the the Kessel Run sequence, and not because I'm let down. Like I, I didn't give a shit about the Kessel Run really, but. I just find that sequence. You could have called it anything, the the Brussels sprout run, and I would have found it fucking boring. 
Like I'm just put to sleep. It's by it. sort of like they gave up with it. Like, I, I, <laughs> look, there was a there was a change in directors. It's hard yep. to say original intentions. You know what they might have been. Just like Rogue One, we know some, but we don't know all. Yeah, it's it's left up to to thought really and. I think that they just ran out of time and were like, ah, we got to do something. Let's do this. Yeah, you might be right. And and, and the Kessel Run might have been something more grand or more interesting. Um, but I'm not going to be too upset with what we got. I'm, I'm happy with what we got. Like, if I had to say there's like something silly in the movie, it's that Lando had that, that, that armor he has for Return of the Jedi the whole time. Things like <clears> that. <throat> yeah, that's fucking dumb. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um... We, we we got to see rooms on the Millennium Falcon we'd never seen before. That's true. That's true. And and like I'm a little bit irritated little things like when they go back to explain stuff. Like I'm a little bit irritated that it got dirty like immediately. Like I, I like, like I would have liked like a slow burn on that. Like just like he just you know, he just solo just refused to clean up his Coke cans for so long that it eventually ended up looking like we know it. Yeah. Um but whatever. Small potatoes, I suppose. 15 minutes left. What do you think about the Mandalorian? You had said, was it on Nerd Rage or a special? You said it on a special. Oh. Um, <laughs> you bring up that. Not the, the, one, the one that I was afraid they were going to kill me for? Yeah, it's, yeah. It is a simple show. Yeah. For simple people? Probably. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I think that sometimes you need simple. I agree. And I think that this is the time when you're creating something new. Simple is okay. But I do expect bigger things for season two. And with some of the casting rumors, because some of it does not seem to have been 100% finalized, Mm -hmm. or what is the actual involvement? Is it, you know, snippets, flashbacks, you know, full full appearances by some characters. Is it for actually season three, perhaps, not season two? It's hard to say what we're going to get there. We don't know a lot about what we're going to get in season two. And you know what's pretty exciting about that? I didn't know what we were getting in season one either. We'd, we'd seen trailers with just stuff, aliens, ships, character design. That's all you knew before you got into it, and I thought it was really cool. I liked that I didn't know anything about it going in, and I, I hope season two will be like that. I I think that there was a shock when the droid gets killed. Like, oh, well, he's gone in episode one. Right. And and, and you expected him to be more. And, and if he does come back. And I like the arc that they have there where there's that mistrust and kind of disgust for droids. But, you know, he comes to have like a turnaround on at least one of them. Right. And, and I think that matters, you know, for a character who's faceless and doesn't say a whole lot, you know, his, his gesturing and, and his movements and the little bit of dialogue you do get, like I think there's more character growth there than uh, people are realizing. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I mean, Chan has fucked my head up with that statement that she made when we had her on, mm-hmm. when she was like, you know, you're talking about a character who was, you know, for the sake of protection, you know, given up by his family to be taken into a cult of sorts to only give up that cult for a child that was abandoned in a, in a sense, you know, like that, that circle of shit is very star Wars to me rhythm wise. Yeah. You know? And so when, she, as soon as she said that, I, like 
I will tell you my my interest for the show has gone up. Like, and that's one of those things I love about Star Wars. You like sit down and talk to people about it, and like somebody says that one thing, like you know Esteban with the with the yellow uh, starfighter, and like you know somebody says that one thing that you never considered, and now you you see something through different eyes, and or we'll put a different yeah. lens on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think I think there's a lot to be looked at and take away from the Mandalorian and we don't have a completed story. Like there's a clear agenda and where I think that, um, I I think that George Lucas, and I think we all know it when the prequels were getting made, he had a general idea of what he wanted to do, but didn't know the details. And he worked on that and it, and it changed and developed like Asajj Ventress comes about as a character originally in dark horse comic books based on artwork, a bad guy for episode uh, two. two. Yeah. But we got Count Dooku instead. So, you know, obviously those are very different types of things. Also, the Night Sister design is from from episode uh, two concept art. Yeah. Uh, the, the Mother Talzin. Yeah, that's what uh, George Lucas said. It's either going to be this or something completely different with Christopher Lee. But it's something that developed over time. And I think that the sequels, they had no idea what they're doing. It's disjointed because production is a nightmare. And if there's anything that Kathleen Kennedy is guilty of, is that it's that she didn't run a tighter ship. Yeah, uh, with how it all needed to come together, the story group, everybody, which had is to interesting, come together because she's often kind of criticized for running too tight of a ship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like Maybe. the kind of the kind of YouTube. Speak. I mean, she got rough on directors and replaced people, but it's perhaps you didn't make the right decision and you were too relaxed. I no, think no, it I to agree with tighter. you. I agree with you. I'm just saying that it's ironic yeah. that she happens to get shit on the other side of things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um. So we have about ten minutes left. Uh, yeah. I, I got a question. Uh, I got a question. I want to ask you to close it out. So, uh, give me five minutes. On... Oh, 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 oh. Let, just just to finish the the quick thought, we'll go right into your question. Okay. The Mandalorian. I think the vision is strong, and I think it's clear, and I think that they have a path that they have set. They're going to stick to that, and I think that that's to our benefit. So I'm not that's, sure if I can agree with you that's on what that. I think. Um, I I would have agreed with you. If that season were five episodes, um, but those two in the middle or those three in the middle make me th- make me question the the direction. Um, but I think that the first three and the last two definitely had direction. Filler filler content is usually filler fillers used in a negative light a lot of the time but sometimes it's good because what you're really getting in those moments are just extra character moments things that build upon the character even if it's even if it's small or or nuanced and sometimes you don't always see it until a later time i agree but but i very much that side the clone wars too you don't always know what you had until a later time that's true but i think there's more merit to that argument as an example right Mm mm-hmm from start to finish. There's there's more merit to that argument with um or with that point of view rather. There's more merit to that with that the episode where they go and meet Cara Dune, I feel like. Yes. But but I don't feel like there's a lot of merit to that with the with the sniper episode. And sure. I you know, so like that's my thing is that sniper episode might be the outlier, but she's uh, uh Ming-Na Wen is still she has an appearance I guess for season 2 cuz that that was reported and Right. Well, the, the 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 prison ship i think we'll see that crew again like i don't think that it's impossible for 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 it to have really reined itself in with the amount of success it had like oh shit okay everybody sit down at the table we really got to figure out where we're going with this thing um 
but I'm not sure that was keenly in place in the beginning. Uh, but either way, I'm happy to see it. Love to see it. <clears throat> Love to see it take shape. Watching, interested. I'm a fan. I bought both Baby Yoda's one one scale. I bought, you know, I'm in. Uh, yeah. All right, so four, three minutes and thirty seconds on your thoughts on Clone Wars, and then I'm going to ask you a question. I don't like the Clone Wars. Fuck that. <laughs> let's 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 move on. <laughs> yeah, it's not true. I don't think I could say enough good things about the Clone Wars, and in particular, the way that they ended it out. Yeah. We've had three endings to the Clone Wars. We had Ahsoka kicked out of the Jedi Order, yep. that whole story arc in season five because the show was canceled. Yep. Netflix brings it back, and then you get Yoda discovering the Force and, and be, to become a Force spirit in, in an afterlife. Yep. We, we have you know great, great things there. So like that's a second ending that's really good. And then we have what does feel like a very clear very final ending to how that clone wars show needed to end the entire time yep and i'm happy that we got that and i wish that instead of a bad bad show which was just announced and maybe it'll have some of it in there who knows because they they like to recycle i wish that we were getting the the other the last like 25 episodes of the clone wars that were planned i I just i'd rather have that yeah me too which might have had more bad batch anyway yeah, and I'm not uh, like like I'm not upset about a bad batch, but I'm not super excited either. The only thing that's kind of exciting to me about the prospect of a bad batch episode is or a series is I'll get I'll definitely get the black series of all four. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and 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 with rumors of like Commander Cody and clones that we know coming after them, like that's great. And perhaps we find out that the bad batch, um, whatever is mutant about them, maybe their chips didn't work all of them anyway. But maybe they are the ones that uh, saved Gregor and Wolf. Right. who appear in Rebels alongside Rex. We don't know. Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> All right, so my question to you, my final question is, you know, you started into this journey with Ewoks and uh, Return of the Jedi and secondhand um, vintage figures. And where are you at? It's a two-part question. You just recently got into Black Series. Um, mm mm-hmm. The first part of the question is, is there any part of Star Wars that you just are like, I I want no parts of this, zero interest. That's part one. And part two is walk me through in six minutes your path to landing at Black Series. The Resistance series. Yep. I don't like with you. sell. I don't like sell animated computer shows. I don't like the way they look. And for Star Wars, it's just kind of it, it feels like a disgust. In I'm, fact, I'm with you. Where it's unfavorable to just disgust because the Clone Wars they had like those nice painted uh, textures to everything. They were they were like color swirls and everything. It was very alive, and that looks dead. I agree. There's no life in that. I don't care if it, you could tell me it's the world's greatest thing. I won't watch it. I'm not interested. Um, walk you through how I got into Black Series. That's a question. Yep. I mean. You know, I started off with there was nothing available to having the ability to play with my uncle's vintage toys, which now his children get to play with, which is really, really cool, actually. Um, he's, he's got two young ones. Um, and then a burst in 1995 with Kenner, you know, eventually growing into Hasbro. Yep. Um, always been under ownership at, at, a, at a point in time. And I had all that stuff. And, and, the, and the line died off for me. And... I felt like there was a lacking quality in the three and three quarter line. I still do. Like the faces, the necks, the articulation doesn't 
add to the figure. It makes them wobbly and, and spindly, fiddly. There's a cheap plastic to them. I, I feel like we had a nicer product in the 90s. It's, it's not about aesthetic entirely. It was just the general quality was better. Build quality was really good. Uh-huh. And I got out of that, but I sold it all at uh, conventions. I kept the figures that actually you know, meant a lot more to me, just character representations, like dark, dark empire characters, like my clone emperor, for example, my, my Luke and Leia, like the Leia Jedi. People, people feel a way about Leia as a Jedi, but I saw it in the comic. Right, hold on one second, hold on one second, hold on one second. Give me one second. Hold on one second. My fucking cord fucked up. All right, there you are. Court? All right. All right, there you yep. are. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no problem. And I get to it because I was in Marvel Legends at one point. I was in Toy Biz Marvel Legends. I, I sold that collection. More of the same, and I had lost interest. I didn't like those sculpts. Now I think they're knocking Marvel Legends out of the park. Agreed. And Black Series started to, it started off looking a lot like Marvel Legends. I wasn't into that. I didn't, I didn't care for it. I looked like a toy. It looked like a bigger, not-so-good toy. Right. Um, I think three and three quarter was still better at that time uh, than a than a six inch representation, which sounds ludicrous. But now they're knocking it out of the park. A lot of it is the digital paint. It makes those faces. It brings a lot more life to them. They use a nicer joint system <clears throat> that Agreed. slowly developed and seems like it'll become heavier as new molds are made. But existing molds where they can recycle, they're going to kind of stick to some of those uh, pegged peg joints where it's otherwise pegless. Um, but they're trying to compete with the Japanese market. And the Japanese market was making great things under Mafex and SH Figuarts from Bandai. But I think that the Black Series, the gap has been closed. Is it all perfect? No, but I think it's there. And you know, even a show like Rebels, I'm not super in love with it. I, I don't love all the storytelling, but I like that cast of characters. I think right. that that was a really good cast of characters they brought in with the digital paint that's something that was helping to bring me in. But what really did it, even though I'd picked up a couple figures along the way and then sold them just as quick in most cases, right? a Black Series Ewok, <laughs> that's got me. Full you circle. You got me on all the Ewoks. Full circle. And it is what it comes back to. Like Without that Ewok, I don't think I would have made the full jump into it. Even this Ahsoka and 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 you know with the, the 501st clones with her face on there, those are cool. And I like those, and I'm excited to get those. But without the Ewok, I don't know that I would be buying those right now. It's interesting. Well, Gort, thank you for telling your story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a long. Uh, the show's only two hours, but we've been on the phone for like three and a half hours because we've been trying to buy <laughs> these figures in the middle of it. Um, I've had about a, 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 the uh, the gross amount of sit down time I can handle for one for one event. So, oh yeah. I got to get upstairs and eat yeah. lunch at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but thanks for coming on. Thanks for telling your story. And uh, what's your favorite Michael Jackson song? And, and just so people know why it took so long, and we didn't start with this, this is episode 22. That is my lucky number. And, and I wanted to wait for that. That's my personal decision. There you go. What's, uh, your, favorite Michael, what's your favorite Michael Jackson song? I think it's hard not to say thriller off the top of my head, but it might be Billie Jean. Yeah, fucking Billie Jean's a beast. All right. See you next time, Gort.